Welcome to 626 Ohana California Adventures podcast number seven. Where we talk all things Disney, theme parks, and travel. I'm Brad. I'm Kim. And today we're going to talk about some Magic Mountain news, some air travel news, some Disney Cruise Line news, and some general cruise news. Also, some news at Disneyland Resorts we're excited about, and some updates on annual passes. So, and our experiences. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get us start with uh, Magic Mountain. So Magic Mountain announced the West Coast Customs drive through Cruising in the Park car show, which will run February 26th to 28th. March 5th through 7th, and March 12th through 14th. It is described as a once-in-a-lifetime drive through auto show experiencing 100 of the world's best automotive displays presented by the world-famous West Coast Customs. So tickets will be per car, not per person like they did for their uh, holiday drive through the park. So that's $79.99 per vehicle, which is up to five people. And you can be allowed to uh, pre-purchase snack packs for two to four people or park apparel for this event. It's kind of interesting they're doing this. Uh, we did the holiday drive through for uh, Magic Mountain, which was really neat to do because you're actually driving your car right through the park. And they had holiday music and lights, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Only problem I see with this, and I love cars, I want to get up and close and see the cars. I want to see inside the interiors, all the details of the cars. They did a similar uh, matchbox uh, one back, I think it was Georgia, at one of the Six Flags parks. So I'm sure that they got some feedback from that, and that'll uh, help with this event. I'm not sure I'm thrilled about $79.99 per vehicle. Yeah, it's a little high, but you know, obviously they're bringing a whole bunch of custom cars in to do this, and uh, it, it, those are expensive. <laughs> yeah, so the founder and CEO of uh, the West Coast Customs will be kind of hosting the event. Yeah, again, it's just me. I want to get close to the cars. I want to see inside. And most car people want to see the engines. They want to see the details, all the shiny bits. I mean, they put a lot of detail in these cars when they build them. Maybe they'll pop the hood. Well, yeah, they'll pop the hood, but you're not going to see them as well from a car. I mean, you want to get up and close and personal. That's just me. I mean, it's a, at least it's a cool event to do something, especially with social distancing. I was going to say, this is a pandemic we're talking <laughs> about. And Magic Mountain is trying to make use of their park, which makes sense. Yeah. So I, I definitely think if you're a car person, it might be something to check out. I don't know if it's my cup of tea. It might be yours and Hayden's. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see the cars. I just love to see what the details are of it, but... Again, like you said, it's $80 per vehicle. is a little steep, it seems like to me. But you know what? I also like the idea when they did the holiday there, they drove through the whole park, the theme park, by the rides. So <laughs> I kind of just enjoyed driving by the rides and dreaming of the park. Oh, that was a lot of fun. So I'd be interested to see the setup. Maybe they have some lights set up like that, like they did with the holidays and everything mm-hmm. else around the cars and everything to kind of make it real flashy. All right. So up next is our air travel news. The International Air Transportation Association, the IATA, is developing a travel pass app. There are 290 airlines that are members of this organization. So it will kind of show what the different guidelines are depending on what your travel route are. And it'll be a free mobile app, which is always good news. It will show the passengers requirements for air travel for your uh, rival airport destination. So it's might help take some of that guesswork out. And then they also are going to have a global registry of testing and vaccination centers so passengers can set up appointments prior to departure and authorized labs and test centers so can securely share tests and vaccination certificates with passengers through the apps. 
I like that because it takes one step out. Yeah, I I get why they're doing this. I didn't realize there was 290 airlines, <laughs> but um, uh, we're talking worldwide. Yeah, well, I think it's a great thing that you know because every country is going to have a different what they want for you to come into the country. And that's what part of this app would do is take that guessing work and just a click, click, this is my route or where I'm going. And I guess it's all, you don't have to wade through the CDC. Yeah. And it looks like it, it, it links somehow to your testing and everything. So it says if you've been tested or you've had the vaccinations and yeah. everything else. And so I guess instead of linking it to your passport with different countries, rules of passports, maybe. It makes it easier to do. It could. And it also might make it so that it seamlessly is there uh, knowing what your departure dates are. Yeah. So it kind of works with your timeline. So I'm, they know when they need to be pressed up against a time limit versus when you go to another lab that might be, well, we're backed up with so many, you know, I could imagine like 4th of July weekend might be hard to get all that information through for so many people traveling. Well, yeah. And it'd be also, it just make it a lot easier for when you're traveling everywhere that you know what they want for every country because then you're not trying to go onto their government website and some places trying to translate what they have and well i mean there is a the the travel guideline from the cdc it's just wading through it all and looking for your well country. it's not just the cdc but you're also talking about mexico Canada. well no they have a page where each yeah. country is listed on from the cdc and what, what the requirements yeah. are but something you know this is just an easy put in your destination oh here it is okay cool yeah, you probably put in your flight number or your route or whatnot, yeah. so that would be easy. I know there's going to be some people that are not going to be happy having to show their vaccinations. Well, as of right now, it's not a requirement in the U.S.-based airlines, but who knows what's going to happen internationally. Well, yeah, but truthfully, we've had to have vaccinations for certain areas we've traveled to that they've required them for us to leave. Okay, in the past, not in relation, relation to uh, not, COVID. Not, yeah, not in but we've they've asked that uh, that they want you to have a certain vaccination because we had to have Aiden get a certain vaccination that he didn't have before we traveled internationally before. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's something that it's always been kind of there. So it's I don't think it's that big of an issue. Right. One stop, everything's there for you, easy, convenient, especially if you're traveling with uh, your whole family and you you know you've got it all in one spot instead of scrolling from oh. page to page. <laughs> Making it hopefully a lot easier. Yeah. So, all right. So, let's go ahead and move on to Disney Cruise Line. Okay. So, Disney Cruise Line has extended their future cruise credit. They're used to September 30th, 2020. So, that was good news. And especially considering Disney Cruise Line canceled May sailings for the Dream, Fantasy, and the Wonder. No Yikes. surprise. <laughs> I don't think we're surprised, but it still stings. Yep. And so Disney Magic cruises were canceled August 10th, or sorry, canceled through August 10th. So to end the European cruise season. So yeah, there's the first uh, domino, I guess, in the whole cancellations of this year. It could be. It really, I, I don't think we're all that surprised because I think with the Disney Magic, there'd be so many different countries and protocols and whatnot to travel not just that i mean you look at uh united kingdom is still under lockdown well they're talking about lifting that in may okay well they're talking about lifting but i mean you're still looking at the lockdown countries and everything that's going on right that's what i'm saying there's so many different international countries that you'd be dealing with and so many protocols it it would it would be a jumbled nightmare yeah but i don't think this is our last cancelings we're going to be seeing this year yeah, I, I it's like I said, I don't think it's, we're getting back to cruising till late summer at earliest to early fall. 
Yeah, I think that fall. Actually, I think fall into 2022, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and uh, that means we're going to have another cruise canceled. So <laughs> yeah, that's as, as we've say, stated before, that it's just yeah. kind of, we're kind of just waiting for the notice. We've actually talked to Disney Cruise Line about it. And they said, well, we're trying to figure something out, but we don't know where we're leaving from, basically, is what they told us. Yeah, that doesn't work so well for us. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? Uh, they, I think they're just kind of waiting. Yeah. So maybe there's some legislation coming through. I don't know. It's just they seem real hesitant to cancel uh, the Alaskan cruise season, at least. Yeah. But, you know, okay, we're going to go into uh, cruise vaccine updates. Because Crystal Cruises, Saga Cruises, Queen Steamboat Company, Victoria Cruise Line are all requiring the second dose of the vaccine 14 days prior to your sailing. And then Norwegian Cruise Line and Region 7 Seas Cruise Line are requiring vaccines for the cruise and exploring options for passengers. I think you're going to see this more and more. I wouldn't be surprised to see the CDC step in and say that's going to be a requirement to return to sail. Yeah. Which means by the time you get the general population vaccinated, it's going to be minimum of summer. Yeah, and especially right now with uh, the horrible weather that we've been having in Texas and on the East Coast, it's been delaying the vaccine. Yeah, we I know tons of people that parents have had their second vaccine rescheduled like a week or two later, whatnot, just because of the weather and shipments. And, uh, uh, luckily... Though, just a little tip, uh, a lot of them stayed on it and stayed on the pharmacies in a polite, nice way, and they were all able to get their vaccines on time, but they didn't wait for it to come to them. They went out ex- talking to people. Yeah, and I, it makes sense. They want these people, everybody vaccinated as best they can. They don't want these breakouts. Um, people want to feel confident going cruising that they're not going to get sick. They're not going to be stuck at sea or all of a sudden have to come home out of port and midway through cruise. And being stuck on a ship or whatever reason for because of an outbreak. Right. And, and my parents were supposed to go with us and they flat out said they, even if the cruise sails, they will not be cruising. They don't feel comfortable. I think it'll come down to what are the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'll also see if we have all the vaccinations. Well, that's what I mean. Um, I, I mean- would be more confident sailing on a cruise that said a you have to have the testing and you have to have the vaccine which would make sense and i would love to see if they could do like a rapid testing at the site before you get on the ship to make sure yeah but i i I think a lot of people might have a problem gambling of being at port and then all of a sudden being told you can't sail and you're away from home away from uh healthcare facilities (laughs) and such yeah i don't know it's it's a really hard situation and again it's because you're going on the sea and you just you know I'm glad I'm not the one making those decisions. <laughs> I feel, I do feel bad for them because darn if you do and darn if you don't. Yeah, and I think it's great that they're the, these lines are trying to get their crew vaccinated so they'd be on there. Absolutely. I think the crew is, would be one of the biggest issues just because they're going to so many different cities and then week to week or three to four days later, they're exposed to thousands of new people at a time. Mm-hmm. I mean... That's a pandemic's worst nightmare. Well, you also got to think they're doing that. But also, if you ever seen videos of their crew quarters, how they live and how tight everything is I for couldn't. them, it, it, it would go through a crew like wildfire, I would think. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I don't think I could have ever worked on a ship because I would get too claustrophobic <laughs> in those rooms. Yeah, I mean, they're sharing a small, tiny room for two people, you know, for some of those. It's like a oversized walk-in closet but yeah. not much more than that so i would see how that goes to the if we went to the crew real quick it, of course it's going to spread to the passengers and everything else and even the passengers talking to the crew 
It's just you have people coming on and off all the time. It's just a nightmare. Yeah, it's just tight quarters. So let's go ahead and go on. Um, let's go on happy news. Yeah, Disneyland news. <laughs> Yay. So the exci- first exciting news that we got this week is the villas at Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa are reopening May 2nd, 2021. That is, oh my goodness. I saw that email from DVC and I literally almost started jumping up and down like a kid at Christmas. So there are 50 rooms. Most can be split into studios and one bedroom. So that kind of depends on uh, how they divvied up and what the reservations look like. But that also means that not as many people can be there. Mm -hmm. And they also made sure to say that the hotel side of the Grand California Hotel and Spa will be closed along with Disneyland Hotel, Paradise Pier, and the theme parks. Okay, I it's I think they had to put that out there. So it is going to be very limited to how many people. So this is kind of the same kind of reflection of what happened at Walt Disney World with DVC rooms before the resort yeah, they, reopened. They almost, what, it was almost two weeks before they opened the parks, they opened DVC? I want to say it was a week. It was a week? It's somewhere around in that point that they opened them. Um, I think this is mostly for training to get the staff back into uh, doing things and getting going, things going. Well, quite frankly, you've got a lot of DVC members with a lot of points from the last year. And if they don't get those rooms back online, all these people are going to have extra points that they're going to have. And next year would be an even bigger mess because everybody keeps pushing their points forward. Yeah. And I think, well, also you got to look at it is that it's like I said, this is a great training for them to start thinking about reopening parks, getting things reopened as well. I mean, this gives them their hotel staff back. They're working on, you know, doing what they did before. The cast members. Yeah, I'm very happy that cast members are going to be coming back and have jobs and get their economy rolling back down there in Orange County. Yeah, I'm sure Orange County. And again, we may not be privy to all the details with the opening of Disneyland or anything like that. They may be preparing to open Disneyland around this time. I kind of think that's my hunch. If I had to be a gambling woman, I would say somewhere in that month frame either two weeks before or two weeks after somewhere mm-hmm. in that frame yeah because they want to get the parks open and maybe there's something that they've worked out with the state of california and all the theme parks have tried to work out well they're technically a hotel so they yeah. are allowed to open yeah um i'm just actually truth be told i'm surprised that they've waited this long mm-hmm. yeah i'm and i'm wondering because we got reservations we do um and i'm wondering if how many people because we had uh, there was some weekends that weren't available. Is that correct? No, it, it was going to be hard to get too many rooms, especially, I mean, all the studios for a few months are gone. Yeah. And, and w- one bedrooms too. It was mostly two bedrooms. We were able to snag a one bedroom opening week, which is yay. Yeah. And I'm wondering if some of that is that people already had reservations because it's usually pretty hard yes. to get reservations at the Grand Californian Villas. For those um, people, it'd be like winning the jackpot. That yeah. You just pick the right week. Yeah, that maybe they were hoping the parks would open. They were waiting for that thirty, you know, because you got thirty-one days to cancel before. Right, and it's going into Mother's Day, so yeah, it's a week before Mother's Day. So that first weekend open would be Mother's Day. So I could see a lot of people. I'm not willing to cancel that Mother's Day trip yet. Yeah, you know, well, for us, it's we're going down there just to be able to go down to Disney. It's not the the parks are open or anything like that. We just want to have some time down at Disney, have a good time. Uh, we know like uh, here, most dining amenities, activities, and services will be modified. They'll be limited in capacity or unavailable based on physical del- distancing and health guidelines. And in addition, some areas and offerings will remain temporarily closed or unavailable. Right. So they want to make sure that you didn't go down there with your hopes that everything was going to be like it was post pre, sorry, 
pre-pandemic and that you're gonna it's gonna be a different experience like we we've talked about we're excited to be able to walk around downtown disney district and be able to go hang out by the pool just be in that disney bubble yeah, and also you can, it's kind of going to be kind of cool because the, the grand, with only the villas being open, that's a huge hotel. It is. I mean, just even to walk around the lobby a little bit and see, the, you know, it's a beautiful lobby. Oh, the lobby is gorgeous. Yeah, and just be able to walk around a little bit and maybe even walk downtown Disney and even around the grounds is just really nice there. Yeah, it, it'll start to feel a little bit more normal. And I guess we'll just call it a pool day at that point and eat at some good restaurants and uh, I want to go to just... Dis- yeah. I like the gift shop there because they have the DVC items. Uh, and I mean, you got to think about it. this has been over a year since they've been closed. Yeah, that's a lot of. Uh, that's a long time closed. Um, so, I mean, it's great that hearing something coming up uh, and talking about uh, there's a kind of, well, it's not, it's not call it a festival. It's a No, Disney's of, very careful <laughs> not to call this a festival. It's an event. It's a touch of Disney. It's starting March 18th on Thursday through Mondays, noon to 8 p.m. Tickets are going to be $75 per person for ages three and older, and it includes parking at Mickey and Friends. They included parking? Disney? Really? Yeah, <laughs> for that price, they should. Uh, so this is going to be a limited person, limited people allowed Capacity. event that goes through DCA. Is that correct? Uh, it is from Disney's California Adventure. Um, they will give you a $25 Touch of Disney dining card to use at the different food booths. And there will be photo pass photos included. Oh, that's kind of interesting too. Right, because they're telling you that you can walk around Disney's California Adventure and take pictures, including um, things that might be just special photo opportunities for the event. Again, this could be another situation. They're trying to get the people back into the parks and get things back into swing of things. I mean, you know, the photo pass has always been a big thing for Disney, for people that either had it, well, when we had annual passes, that uh, you can get the photo taken. Or for some for levels. Some, yeah. And then for other people who actually purchased it to get their photos taken. Right. Because you don't want somebody in your family that's, I mean, a bunch of selfies. You don't always get the same pictures and whatnot. But you want a picture where everybody's in it in a Disney location. And to have that back will be nice. Yeah. And again, it's almost, it's feeling like they're trying to get things back running on all cylinders. Yeah. And with those photos, um, you may see Mater and Lightning McQueen at Cars Land and Joy and Sadness at Pixar Pier. So those are definitely uh, photo opportunities there and get some characters back. Yay. That'll be exciting. Now that's really cool. They're doing all this. Um, And then of course they did come out and say that the food portion is going to be snack size they have told us there will be churros, yummy, dull pineapple whips, which I am most excited about, and Monte Cristo sandwiches, which I like. <laughs> right, I was like, this is like perfect between <laughs> for us. Um, they're gonna have special curated song tracks of reimagined Disney songs. That'll be nice. And then uh, Lampline Lounge and Carthay Circle. Hopefully, I said that right. Uh, you'll need a reservation to eat there, and you only get reservations if you have a ticket to the Touch of Disney. Yes, yeah, so that'll be kind of separate. It's kind of a strange thing that they're doing there. I understand those are right smack in the middle of where they want to have this event. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to shop at Buena Vista Street and eat at these restaurants. It, it, it's, but they also <laughs> did come out and say there will be no rides yeah. or attractions. Again, I think this is... Uh, just trying to get gears going and um, trying to get things 
running it for a park reopening. They want to get their staff going. Right, cast members back, yay. Yeah, and also you think about it, because Disney World, when they reopened, they had a, they kind of reopened in a quick, uh, getting people back and everything. They had a week to prepare. This gives Disneyland a lot longer to ramp up to get going. Yeah, I would think that that would be a big deal, and I'm so excited to see this. It's kind of funny, because as I sit here and think about this pandemic, if you would have told us that for a festival before it was $75 to go in, I mean, the backlash of it would have been awful. I mean, people would have been up in arms and upset. And now it's like, oh, we could go back into Disney's California Adventure. We can get our favorite treats back that we're not getting if we went to downtown Disney District. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of cool. I, I'm kind of interested to see how this will work out. I am too, but I'm also a little scared of it. Not going to lie. Why, is, why would we be scared of it? I'm hoping they don't make like food and wine festival an extra hard ticket or anything over at Walt Disney World. I, I just hope this doesn't set up something that we can't come back from. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, the reason why I think the reason we've been seeing a lot more festivals, and especially during the downtimes, they found out that it drives crowds to the parks. Great, because one of the first ones out here in Southern California that did that was Knott's Berry Farm last year, and they were pretty successful in it. Yeah, I mean during the COVID. Uh, obviously everything that's going on with COVID, they've been doing this. But even before, Disney was doing a lot of festivals and they were expanding their festivals, even especially during, you know, you had the Festival of Arts that came in, that usual traditional downtime for them. And it well, that was a few years, like, what is it, three, four years, years ago, ago now? But wow. It, it turned out to be really successful for them to do that. And now they're expanding these festivals to keep crowds into the parks. People are spending money on food. They're spending more money on these things. So it's obviously a profitable adventure for Disney to do so. It is. And that's, I think that with people coming into the parks and uh, trying to, especially people with season passes, they want them. To and annual you know, passes. Or season passes, annual passes. <laughs> they want you to spend more money. And this is one way to get those annual passes to spend more money at the parks because it's a limited time deal. The foods are usually a specialty. Well, it's not, this is a favorite. And I think these. They can get away with this because everybody's missing those well, it's Disney been, It's been a year. Snacks. Oh, my goodness. I am all about the pineapple Dole Whip. Bring and, it on. I need one in my life. Yeah, and the thing is, is we always compare Disneyland to Disney World. I, there's something about the Disneyland version, the Dole Pineapple Whip. It's better. It's better. I do not know what it is. It's I, I really cannot explain it, but it is so much better at Disneyland than it is at Disney World. I still love it at Disney World, oh, but no, I the, told, 100% agree. There is something different in that recipe. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and it's and and maybe it's from their doles um, distributing where they are. That there's a certain well, it's kind of weird because proportion all of this, or something different. I don't know. Maybe it's just the light time in between. I don't know. I know they're supposed to be all everything's supposed to be come from Hawaii for the pineapples. I don't know what would be the difference between Disneyland and Disney World. I really do not know what the difference is, but it does taste slightly s- different. Slightly. Yeah, more p- sweeter pineapple-y. The Dole Pineapple Whip is a lot. It almost seems tarter out here, or a lot more. It's stronger. It's, it's more pineapple-y. It's the way to put it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's it's definitely not as uh, back at Walt Disney World. It's it's like a subdued version, if yeah. you will. I think that's the best way to describe and it. It's just it's, subdued. Maybe it's because they do more of the. They have the citrus ones. They have a, cu- a whole bunch of different flavors that the pine the dole may be a little bit more. The pineapple whip might be just one into that whole scheme. Uh, how they know. make it, and it's more specialized here. Maybe. Because you never, I mean, you go to the Dole Pineapple Whip thing, you're getting either a Dole Pineapple Whip, a Dole Pineapple Float, and that's it. No, they have the, um, 
Oh, here at Disneyland. Disneyland yes. Yeah. At Disney World, they're a little bit more. They have the soft serve, like the vanilla ones or a different The special, citrus. They the, sometimes the, do the raspberry and different seasonal. Yeah. And I just, maybe it's just that specialization. I don't Could know. Be. Or maybe it's just because we are hot. We're going to go sit in the tiki room and eat and watch uh, the birds. Right now, that sounds like a dream come true. <laughs> I, I, we, I think you understand. We could do an ode to dull pineapple whip on the show. <laughs> yeah, we love, we love it. It's one of our favorite things to do on a hot day at Disneyland is just do that and uh, get out of the sun and cool off and kind of rejuvenate you a bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, we're gonna talk about something that this is a story that just came up for us yesterday. So we were premiere passes because we are mostly Disneyland based, but we usually get out to Disney World once or twice a year. One of them's usually longer for about a week and a half. So it made sense for us to get the premiere pass. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we did the math. Um, it's expensive pass, but we did the math and we came out ahead with the premiere by how many times we go to Disneyland, at least once or twice a month uh, with our parking and discounts. And then Disney World, we usually spend about two weeks in Disney World. So about a week and a half to yeah, it's anywhere from a week and a half to two weeks. I mean, we did a per year. 17, 18 day vacation there one year. Oh and yeah. Then By it, then that just paid for itself. Yeah. Not, and it was like we got Disneyland for free that year. But in case you haven't heard, they obviously Disneyland passes have been canceled. Completely they're gone. We've been the AP we were, program, yeah. Yeah. They they were told that uh, our premiere pass is done. But the good thing is that we're gonna give us an opportunity to renew as well Disney World passes. Which is good. I mean, I was happy to hear that because, you know, I looked at going and I was like, geez, those tickets yeah. can get expensive for two of us. Yeah. And by the time we got there, we did the math again. It's better for us to go ahead and get the annual passes at Walt Disney World for this year, at least. Um, but the issue we have is, uh, even though they're allowing us to do this, we had to get on the phone and call because, unfortunately, our premier passes are a special circumstance. We, right. Before, whenever you got a premiere pass, you always had to do it in person. They would never allow it on the phone. So you either had to be at Disneyland or Walt Disney World ticket booth to make that happen. Yeah. And it was, that was always kind of a pain in itself. Right. So sometimes you get cast members that really hadn't had much experience with it and they need help. And it was a lengthy process. Yeah. So anyways, Kim and I both got on the phone and Kim got on the phone with uh, Disneyland uh, or Disneyland. Yeah, they, at first I did a few months well, ago. Well, I was in Disney. Well, first of all, a few months ago we talked to them. They told us to wait till April, end of April, because yeah. we didn't have any news at that point what was going on. Then now we know the news is going on. So we got on the phone yesterday with Disney or with Disney trying to get the annual passes for Disney World. Kim got on the phone, um, and then about it was like nine twenty five in the morning when I decided to call the what was supposed to be like a VIP number for um, the Premier Pass. But then I think they've turned that number into just a generalized uh, Disney mm-hmm. phone number at this point. Yeah. Um, and then so I looked at Brad and said, look, there's prices for a DVC annual pass. I said, why don't you get on hold with them in case we need they were going to tell us to go talk to them or we could get a better discount. Yeah. And we'll try to be put on hold at the same time and try to see who gets an answer first or through first. Yeah. So. I uh, waited an hour and a half and then finally our son had to be somewhere. So I had to hang up. And I ended up waiting an hour and I want to say about an hour and 20 minutes on hold with DVC. Um, and I talked to DVC and there, everybody we talked to when we're talking about this were really nice. Yeah, the cast members were wonderful. Um, but the problem was, is when I talked to DVC, they said, unfortunately, that uh, they only could deal with DVC renewals. 
at that time of their passes. Or so, they were dealing with people who had had regular annual passes that had, well, no, they that, like that, lapsed. That, that was DVC. No, DVC. Oh, no, not DVC. Sorry. DVC had said that they had to be current and they had to be just renewals. That's all they could do. They couldn't do anything. Anything else would have been considered new passes to them, and their system wouldn't allow them to do it, which, you know, I understand that the DVC. Right. At that point, we just realized that we need to try to get on and see if we got their answer. And Yeah. So she gave me a phone number of uh, 407-WDW. No, because uh, you, you called another one first. No, that was the second. This, this is oh, the second okay. one. And so I called them and waited on hold for another, I want to say that was about another hour. And finally got somebody through. And what I didn't know when I talked to the person, which was really nice, uh, is that she only could do Disney World renewals for their season passes. And that, or, yeah, that was, uh, sorry, that was it. It was season passes renewals. And that they they were sending their overflow calls to their regular aid travel agents. So she had to transfer me to the actual people who deal with all the ticketing and Back to annual passes. passes. So she transferred me over there, and that was another, I want to say, 40 minutes, 50 minutes before they were able to pick up. And unfortunately, when I talked to that person, they go, oh, yeah, um, yeah, we know your situation with Premier. I go, I have to throw another wrinkle in here because we're our DBC, and that we want to see what prices can be best for us because uh, we can get renewal rates for Walt Disney World passes, so it's a lower price, or we can get DBC at the brand new pass rate. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure out what was cheaper for what level we wanted. And she goes, okay, you know, we'll put it in and everything else. Well, what we didn't realize is that they put us in a group of people with a group, even though our annual passes are still current for Disney World. We can go down to Disney World and use them. Until March. Until the end of March. Is that they put us in with a group of people that they are allowing to renew their passes, even though they've lapsed because of the whole COVID situation or decided to cancel. And they said, oh, yeah, I'll send out the request form, you know, everything else. I thought we had our credit cards. We we're ready to pay to get it done with because we wanted to get it done. They make plans. And she goes, oh, no, I have to send a form out. We're like, what? What are you talking about form? And they, she's like, oh, no, no. So they we're going to send a form out. It'll take them three to four weeks to get back to you. But it could take up to, up to two weeks before you leave on your vacation at yeah. the latest. And we're like, well, we're still current pass holders. She goes, oh, yeah, only only uh, people who have actual Walt Disney World passes that they can do immediately at uh, online or through them, or they can go online and renew, or they can go to the parks and renew. But if you're a premier, and even if you're still current, current, that you have to wait that time to get your parks renewals. And the problem is, is we have a trip coming up. And we want to make our passes, you know. Well, our- I was concerned about, I wanted to do this and I thought we could get this done the same day because we wanted to make our reservations for our park day so that we could make sure that we got on uh, the weekends and maybe more popular parks that we figure might be a little troublesome. Yeah. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. You know, it shouldn't be an issue. You know, by the time you have your hotel reservations and everything else. But the problem is, is that we want to get these done because we've seen where they say, oh, we're, you're fine. And all of a sudden the parks just fill. Right. I'm going to say it's very disappointing. And unfortunately, we tried to talk to her and she said, there's nothing I can do. All I can do is pass on the form. It's not my decision. They have to call you back. And so then I brought up the point that I was concerned that uh, we were DVC members and we would lose everything if we didn't have some kind of decision or such by 31 days before we leave or seven days. It just gets really complicated because then we couldn't 
leave the points until bankable next year. Yeah, if you know anything about DVC, you have certain restrictions you have to do. And I didn't want to get within that 31 days. And then I said, well, I, I, she told me that the calendar was wide open right now for every park, every day of our trip. Don't worry. And I asked her, can you promise me that? Can you guarantee that those dates by the time we get through on the phone can't, won't be gone? And she goes, no. Yeah. And normally uh, we would be able to, was it 60 days out to make your park reservations? No, no, that was the fast pass. Or not fast pass, but no, for the park reservations, how many, how long did it give you? I think it's a whole year for when your annual pass is current. Oh, you can go, you, so you can book a year. But you can only have, like, there's certain reg, uh, restrictions based on what annual pass you have. Based on you could have three at a time for a month on a rolling basis kind of thing. Okay. So. Two so or the, three, the, I think park, it depends on your. park reservations. Yeah. So I told her, I said, look, you want me to spend money on an airline, on taking time off of work, which is not always the easiest thing to do, to get a guaranteed time off that you want. And to hope that by the time I find out two weeks before, if what I want is still available and even the uh, dining reservations and such, it was going to be a nightmare and a mess. And she basically said, there's nothing I could do. And I find that a little, I, I was frustrated. Yeah, it's truthfully, I looked at it this way. Disney's doing this on purpose on as far as having people only send requests out that can't answer the questions or can't do anything. Because they know they're going to get this this little bit of feedback from the, I would say, this pass holder. I mean, I understand that people want to renew. They're trying to renew their passes. They let them lapse because of everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, I understand there's a little bit of a thing in there. But we were current pass holders that we were told, yeah, you know, from Disney, the way they did it wasn't the right way to do it. Yeah, you're out of luck. Go figure it out. Yeah, I, I was really, ups- I was frustrated and upset because we're current. We pay, we kept the money with them. We we were loyal and I understand different circumstances and time and jobs and all that have been rough on people, but to be put into the same category as people that had, had not renewed or didn't keep their passes well, current they or people who just said, I want the refund back. They're allowing them to go ahead and renew, but we're being put in when they had our money. Yeah. We've kept our same. money with them. We were kept everything. And unfortunately what it is, is it's just another kick to the people who are Disneyland I guess is the way to put it. Yeah, it does feel like that. I'll be that, honest. I mean, and I know there's not a whole lot of us that have this pass because we've gotten questions by Florida cast members and Disneyland cast members about it. Yeah. Uh, more at Florida than Disneyland, ironically. Um, but, I think it depends on who you come yeah. across. It's It's been a mixed bag. Yeah. But that, it, you know, we, we obviously paid for this pass because we wanted to do both parks and it was an expensive pass. And it's just kind of like they threw us out to the wind and said, good luck. Yeah, you it, take this is not the typical Disney customer service that you see. Yeah, I, I really hope this is uh something that gets fixed in the future the way that they're treating the annual pass holders. Yeah, and it's kinda interesting. She goes, Oh no, you can go to Disney World and get them renewed. Even if you had the expire pass, you can go to Disney World and get them renewed that day. Okay. i I don't have the ability to jump on a plane yeah, to go renew my passes but, in time. The problem is with this Which kinda is counterintuitive at that point. Yeah, which for problem for us is obviously we can't go down to Disney World because we're on the West Coast. <laughs> Yeah. We can't go to Disneyland because, well... The ticket booths aren't open. open. And they wouldn't be able to do anything for Disney World anyways. Um, I think it, it just puts a bad taste into people's mouths. And I'm wondering what's going to come for Walt Disney World annual passes out of all this. I do too. But you also have to realize that um, in the next month, as people come that April 1st deadline where they don't, are no longer active, I think you're going to have a lot of people that are uh, 
premier passes are going to come into the situation and it's going to be kind of frustrating. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not just us and we were planning ahead because we had a trip. I'm sure people are going, Oh, I can wait till the last day, whatever. I don't have anything planned and I'll just get it at that time. And they're going to be frustrated when they find out they have to wait three to four weeks. And they did say they're trying to catch up and that they, they just kind of give us the time, but that they can actually talk to somebody and say, Hey, why can't I do this? I'm ready to go ahead and do it. Why didn't you give us the option to go ahead and renew online? Right. I would have rather got through the person I had to get through. And we already spent what from 925 to 1245 is when we finally got off the phone trying to figure this out. In that amount of time, we could have had a cast member talk to us and get this whole thing settled. I have a feeling. It was just frustrating. It's not, it didn't make it any better. Uh, I really wish I'm thinking that Disney's, I don't know what they're doing with Daniel passes. I know they said they're going to bring it back in Disneyland or a form of it. I think they're getting a lot of feedback from the pass holders right now. A lot of people are upset. And I would, if I was a Florida, right while well, we're going to be a Florida Walt Disney World pass, you know, pass holder, I would going to be start getting a little bit nervous because obviously there's been a little bit of rumblings about them taking away the monthly payment plan too from Florida. Yeah, I, the thing that I, f- I think is really weird and whatnot is I think there's a lot of things that we don't know with current management. Well, yeah, they had that big change of all the parks, the everything. It's kind of changed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping Disney gets back and tries to get things a little bit back to normal on this, but it really feels like they've took in the pass holders and just kind of kicked them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel it's hard for us to say that because we've been pa- annual pass holders for, Oh, oh least, I can't even at least 10 years, if not longer. Yeah. And it just feels kind of like a kick. And I know Disney's a corporation to make money. That's what they're in for, but they're always known for their customer service and how they dealt with things. Yeah, that, uh, the, that's the, missing at the moment. This is not, didn't feel like a Disney way of holding things. I'm going to transfer you to this person. All they can do is fill out a form and put everything in and say, oh, we'll call you in th- uh, four weeks. Uh, that doesn't feel like a Disney way to do things. No, the, some of the magic is gone. And if you're like me and you've been the planner of the trips and you've thought about your dining reservations, because the other thing we have to look at is we're going to make dining reservations based on what parks we're going to want to be at. But in all reality, our phone call for this is going to come after that. So I got to hope that I'm still going to be able to get into the parts I've made reservations for. Yeah, and we did try out the reservations uh, without annual passes after our passes expired and we were able to make in-park dining reservations like at Liberty Tree for Magic Kingdom or whatever without having that reservation pass for yeah. that day. But we really want to get that reservation pass, make sure we're locked in so we can make our dining reservations so we're not wasting our time doing that. Um, yeah, I, I, unfortunately I, we've had a lot of good Disney news coming out, but we also thought we'd share this because if anybody happens to listen, that might be in a similar situation, uh, I would call them ahead of time and not wait. Yeah. I I think that's one of the biggest things that we got out of this is we thought we had time. We didn't realize that this, this is so unprecedented that this was unexpected. So if you're a premier pass holder. Get out early. If or you, even if you've had your, uh, you canceled your, your passes. Pass, get your out early because you're, you're going to be put on a wait list. And my understanding is that they're overwhelmed. Is that they have so many people trying to come back that that's why they have this set up. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess if you're a Florida resident or you're right by. Go down to, to the, the parks, par- Disney take, Springs. Take, and your, take your chance to- and go to a ticket booth and renew your pass there. I don't know. Yeah, I think they said at that point you had to go to Disney Springs uh, ticketing office. Their guest members services Is down there, right there at Disney Springs. Yeah, it's it's just frustrating. So um, that's kind of where we're at. 
I wish we had better news to end on, but that's... <laughs> but <laughs> we, yeah, we, we're but really we, we hoping do. that no one else gets into our situation yeah. and plans ahead. But we did have a lot of good news. We're getting to see things where Disneyland looks like it's reopening. We've seen positive yep. signs. So with that, I think it's time for us to say goodbye and... Find, find your, your magic. magic. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone.